right. Well, welcome, everyone. Thank you very, very much for coming. This is an event of the Information Access Committee, of which I chair, and uh, our committee is uh, well, rep well represented this evening. Ray Campbell is here and many others who participate on that committee, as well as many of you. Tonight, we have a real honor to hear from our, our government at work, and uh, it's all about being counted tonight. Now, tonight, uh, we're going to keep everyone muted during the uh, actual presentation here. And at the end, we'll open it up for Q&A. You'll be able to then raise your hand and ask any specific questions that you may have at that time. So without further ado, I'm going to hand the control of the meeting over to Clark, who is going to kick us off, and then we'll uh, return to Q&A here at the end, and we'll take it from there. Clark? Great. Thank you so much, Jeff, and thank you for the Information Access Committee hosting this webinar for ACB members this evening, and thank you, Rick Morin, um, for handling the you know, the soundboard like you do at the conventions and the leadership meetings, as it were. Um, but Rick is behind the scenes here uh, running this Zoom meeting and streaming us live on ACB radio. Uh, so as Jeff said, tonight is all about being counted. And this is something that occurs in the United States every 10 years as part uh, of the census. So tonight we have a, a special guest, Larry Carter, who is uh, National Partnership Manager for the U.S. Census Bureau. Larry, how are you doing this evening? I am well, um, Clark, and thank you for having me. And I, I just want to appreciate all of you um, for taking out the time tonight to listen. Um, we are grateful for the support um, and getting out to the community. Larry, before we get going here, um, how long you've been, have you been with the census um, and what, what is your role? Uh, so this is my third year with the census. Um, I currently build partnerships with national organizations and corporations. Uh, I work on, uh, we kind of distribute our work into different portfolios. Um, so I work on um, the LGBTQ plus portfolio, as well as um, the persons with disabilities um, portfolio as well. Sure. And uh, we'll just jump right in here. So, Larry, why is the census important? And especially why is the census important for the groups that you just mentioned, whether it's the disability, uh, national disability organizations and their members um, or the LGBTQ plus um, citizens and their associations? Um, well, definitely it's important, uh, one, because it's mandated by the Constitution. Uh, that's one of the biggest parts, but it also determines congressional representation um, and it's used for state and local redistricting, which is super important um, when you think about who you're voting for and um, how your districts get built out. Being counted is a very important thing when you're thinking about representation. Um, the census is one of the um, nation's largest peacetime mobilizations. So we do a lot of hiring also. So that, that's also one of the highlights um, of this time of um, this time of the decade is their job opportunities. Um, 
when we don't have major viruses making us stay at home. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, and more on that in in a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. So, Larry, you mentioned that the the census is included in the U.S. Constitution. Um, so, there's a federal mandate there. Um, who should take the census? Every person living in the United States should be counted. Um, that's every person breathing breathing in the United States on April first. That are residents of the United States. Um, so that that's from nine that's from 105 to five minutes old. You know, we want to make sure that every person is counted. And and I say five minutes old because children are one of our undercounted populations that we really uh, really want to impress upon the importance of counting your children um, on your census. Sure. So if if you are a resident, if you have an address in the United States, um, if you have a, a household with grandparents or great-great-grandparents or great-great-grandchildren, all of them should be counted. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, every person living in your house most of the time should be counted there. Um, and the reason I say most of the time, because uh, people have different living situations. So sure. we want to ensure that people are counted where they're staying most of the time. And you want everyone counted once, not once not and only everyone. once in the right place. <laughs> there you go. All right. So what information is required to complete the census? So we ask um, a f- few questions. Um, how many people are living or staying in your home on April 1st, 2020? Whether the home is owned or rented, your uh, telephone number, the name, sex, age, date of birth, race, and Hispanic origin of each person in the household. Um, and then there's a question about relationships uh, between each person in the household as well. Okay. And Larry, uh, my apologies for not getting you this question in advance. This is the first curveball of the evening. Um, <laughs> we've received uh, many inquiries from our members um, about questions that used to be included on the uh, long-form census, so dealing with income, dealing with disability. Are those questions asked on the current 2020 census? Those questions are not asked on the 2020 census. We have nine questions that will be asked on um, the decennial census. However, the Census Bureau constantly is taking surveys. So the American Community Survey which is about 50 questions, which is very similar to the long form, that's being done constantly. So we um, we um, survey a smaller population, but we're constantly doing that survey all the time. So um, those questions are being asked on, on that form and not the decennial. Sure. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, so for our members who want to learn more about the census, um, but they may want to receive the census materials in alternative formats, whether that's large print or Braille, how can they go about doing that? Um, definitely. So um, 2020census.gov is the hub for everything you need and need to know about the census. Um, you can 
actually request a form online or you can request a, a form over the phone. So um, this decennial, you can self-respond either online by phone or by mail. So um, those are your options. So if you do call in, you can go ahead and get the form sent to you. And now you're jumping ahead here because our next question was, how may individuals complete the 2020 census? And you just answered that. You can, re you can. Yes, but I will. We are really pushing self-response online. Um, so this sure. will have a, um, we have a tracker. So basically um, when you do it online and it's done digitally, it goes into the tracker. So you can see up to the date of like who's responding. You don't see the households that are responding, but you can see the track level, which a track level is maybe like a three block radius. So you can see like 10% of this track is in and 80% of this track is in. So it kind of helps to, if you're trying to direct resources to get people to respond, you can kind of see a little bit faster in real time who's responding, who's not, you know, where we need to put some more efforts to get people to respond, if that makes sense. Sure. And Larry, many of our folks know and have been waiting for the the census mailer to come to their door. Um, and they, uh, they've been told to look for a 12-digit code on that form. Is that 12-digit um, census identifier, is that necessary to complete the census by phone or online? No, it's not actually. As um, long as you have your address, you can complete the census. So um, the 12-digit the code is like a geography identifier. But if you have your address, it can you can give them your address over the phone or you can type in your address online and you'll be able to complete your census. And once again, the, the website to complete the 2020 census, that is www.2020census.gov and the phone number for folks who want to call in and request materials um, in large printer braille or if they want to take the census by phone and that number is hold on, let me get you the 1-800 number if you could hold just saying sorry sure. i don't have that not and we can come back to that um larry how long does it take to complete the census so it, it takes about uh, 10 to 15 minutes, depending on your household. If you have a larger household size, it's going to take a bit longer um, just because if you have five or six people in your household, you'll have to go through and basically enter in all of their information, um, the nine questions for each of them. Mm -hmm. So, um, but most of those questions are, you can just shoot, click, you can point and click on most of them unless you are writing in an answer. Okay. And Larry, um, so for example, the ACB executive director, Eric Bridges, um, he and his wife have a, a young son, Tyler, but they also have a, a newborn, Noah. Um, in addition to those four, they also have two guide dogs. Um, should they, so should they count all six, the four people and the two guide dogs um, in the 2020 census, or should they limit it to the parents and both kids, even though one kid is only three or four months old? 
Yeah, so they're going to um, count both parents and both kids. Um, though though the child is a, a few months old, uh, we definitely want to make sure the children are counted. Um, when you think about it this way, um, when you think about teacher allocation is used off of census data as well. So think about someone who's three months old now. The next time they'll have an opportunity to be counted in a census, they'll be 10 years old. So they'll have gone through that much of schooling not being accounted for um, when they're making those plans from the census count, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, so no guide dogs, huh? No, uh, they don't count the guide dogs now. Um, that is not an option uh, currently. All right. Uh, and one last question uh, for me here. As we're all sheltering in place and, um, you know, the, the coronavirus, COVID-19 uh, pandemic is underway, is this impacting the census outreach? Um, and what information should people uh, leave here with this evening um, to still complete the census here as we're, as we're all dealing with the pandemic? taking it very seriously and we have um, changed our timeline a, a little. So uh, with our operation for non-response follow-up, which that's when, if you don't respond online, we'll send people to come out and knock on your doors. That was supposed to start um, May 13th, but it's been pushed back to May 28th through August 14th. Um, and, and that's with the ideas and the hopes of most people will respond, self-respond online, so we won't have to send people out. But we've also, um, the self-response window is going to be until July 31st. Um, in the On the first timeline, we were gonna close the self-response, which means you mail it in or you call in or you do it online. We were gonna close that window, but now it's been extended until July 31st. So people can self-respond all the way up until July 31st, um, which is a huge shift, but it also gives people an opportunity to respond. If, like you said, if they they heard that this, they're waiting on the mailer and they wanna get the 12 digit code, uh, they'll have plenty of time to get that. Cause we send uh, about eight mailings out. So if they haven't received one by now, they'll receive one of the eight way before um, before that window closes. All right. And so again, that is, the website is 2020census.gov. Um, and Larry, and so, and, you, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. As, as soon as it comes up, as soon as the website comes up, there is um, respond. It's going to pop up right there. So um, you'll, you'll see it right, you know, as soon as you open the website, we wanted to make sure that it was accessible as soon as you open the website. And that, I have the 1-800 number, um, if that's okay to share it now. Yes, please. And we'll probably ask you to share it again here um, towards the end of the call. But please okay. go ahead. Um, that's going to be 844 330 2020. 
Again, that's 844-330-2020. Great. Larry, thank you so much. Uh, now I'd like to invite folks to uh, within Zoom to raise your hand and Rick Morin will unmute you for a question one at a time. So that's star nine to raise your hand if you called in by phone. If you're on the Zoom uh, smartphone application, you have to hit the more button in the bottom right and then select raise hand. And if you are calling in through the Zoom app on a computer, it is Alt-Y to raise your hand. And we've got Ray Campbell. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. Uh, thank you, Mr. Carter, for uh, uh, your, uh, your, your great presentation there. Um, I just wanted to, I don't have a question, but I just wanted to share with everyone uh, on this call tonight, as I shared on the, the ACB list the other day, that um, if you are a screen reader user, the online form is extremely accessible it is very well done and it will it will take you about 10 to 15 minutes to complete and uh, it is ex very very easy to do um, I did hours on Sunday in about 15 minutes um, two things one is you'll see a statement on the website when you go there to respond that says you have to use Internet Explorer and the latest version of JAWS I would. I used Chrome and the late, the latest Jaws and had no issues with it. And the second thing is, it will the census form asks you for your name and phone number, and then you get down to adding other people that live in your household. Do not put your name in that second section, other people, because then it will try to count you twice, and we and we we don't want to be counted more than twice or more than once, I should say. And so, uh, so for those that are concerned about accessibility. My professional opinion, it is extremely accessible and extremely easy to do, and I wouldn't hesitate to uh, try it if you want to do it online. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, phone number ending in 9198. You're up. Yes, thank you. This is Kim Charlson from Watertown, Massachusetts. And thank you, um, Larry, for your presentation. I am a library director for the Braille and Talking Book Library in Massachusetts, and I have um, received a grant from our Massachusetts Secretary of State's office to conduct outreach to the blind and disabled community because of the fact that the population of people with disabilities is traditionally undercounted. So I've been doing a lot of outreach with some of your colleagues, um, Lisa Moore, um, Carly Berry in, in this region up here, and we've been doing a lot of presentations, and um, I'm working on a, a, a mailing here for my library borrowers, which is about 24,000 people who use our Talking Book Library program that will be going out in the next couple weeks. Um, and it gives them the options um, that you outlined, obviously, which is the online um, option, which I also took myself this weekend using a screen reader and found it to be very accessible and very doable. And I've referred many others to the 800 number, and they have said that that experience was very positive for them as well. So um, I think that the planning has been very good, and the support certainly from um, 
the staff at the Census Bureau for me has been great, and I'm really um, taking it very seriously. I want every blind person I can find, every person with a disability. Um, I did a presentation yesterday for about 100 colleagues where I work, and I said, every one of you needs to be counted. Everyone deserves to be counted, and that's kind of my my motto for my census work this year is everyone deserves to be counted. So thank you for your work, and I hope all of us will take that challenge out there and make sure that everyone deserves to be counted in our community. Thank you so much for all the work you've been doing. And Kim, before, before we have you go here, um, so the American Council of the Blind, as well as Perkins, are partners of the, the census. And I believe Perkins and you were mailed some Braille materials to help distribute for the census that, as well. That's correct, yes, to help uh, get those Braille materials distributed to people around the country who may not have known how to reach out to the Census Bureau um, to get those accessible format materials. So. Um, if people um, want to get the Braille materials in hard copy Braille, they can reach out to me and I'll do my best. It's a little challenging to do some of that because my library was closed down as effective yesterday for um, a shelter-in-place order as well. So um, I'm doing a little bit more remotely than I have been um, previously, but we'll, uh, we'll work on that and we'll do our best. So. Thank you. Thank you, Clark. Okay, phone number 6920. You're up. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, this is Mr. Chase. I've never been on this thing before. Somebody told me about it, about the census thing. I'm a blind person. I'm in the Dallas area in Texas, and uh, I do like to participate in the census. Uh, my family always has when I was a kid, so I did get my slate and status out and wrote down the number that uh, Larry gave me and doing call. Was there certain hours of time that I need to be able to call that number and get the census done over the phone with that yes, eight that, four number that um, they're open from 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern standard time. Oh, and is that at this time now or a certain uh, month or time of the year? Uh, it, it's open now. Um, the uh, the call the um, line opened on March twelfth. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a totally blind person and a, of course print disabled, <laughs> so I do need all my materials in Braille. And so I, do I call them and, and speak to them about that or getting registered. Um, so what you can do is you can let them know um, that you, you want to do your census over the phone and they'll ask you for your 12-digit code. If you don't have that, you can give them your mailing address. You can just say you don't have your code and just give them your mailing address and they'll be able to uh, take your census over the phone. Oh, okay. I can do that. Yeah. I'm definitely in my address because I did get the, there was a, a large envelope and then a business size envelope. So I got two of them in the mail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that will contain your code, both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but since they're print, I don't read. I don't. I, I just have a, a flip phone. I don't have a smartphone, and I'm not computer. <clears throat> I'm kind of older, so I don't have a computer. I wasn't computer trained. <laughs> so, Larry, I think this illustrates why it's so important that the the Census Bureau is reaching out by 
mail, um, as well as letting people respond by phone and the and the website. So thank you so much for sharing that number. Um, so folks can either call and get materials or that they can uh, take the census over the phone as well. So Rick, do we have anyone else? With yeah, their we hand sure up? do. We've got Tony. Great. Hi, thanks, Rick. And thank you, Larry and, and Clark and everyone for this. Um, uh, there is an, uh, a question I have for people that are they're dual sensory impaired, deaf uh, or hard of hearing um, and more visually impaired that might need some extra assistance. Are we allowed to assist like friends or family that, um, you know, might still have a difficult time if it's dialing in? just through even uh, alternative communications, like online or things like that. So are we allowed to assist them in partaking in the census? Yes, you, you are allowed to assist, um, not fill it out for them, but assisting, yes. Unless you're in the same household. And then if you're in the same household, then of course, um, whoever um, is able to do it, can do it if you're in the same household, but if you're in a different household, assisting, um, whether it's dialing the number or um, kind of giving direction to help move through the process is okay. Thank you. Okay, <clears throat> I hope I get this right. Sharon, you're next. Well, first of all, I wanna thank the Census Bureau for bothering to make your form accessible. Uh, not everyone does that, thanks for caring about alternatively abled people. Uh, okay, so as is the case with a lot of people here, I think I got something related to the census, but obviously I'm too blind to read it. <laughs> um, can I just go to the website and fill this out? Or is there something, uh, it sounds like I don't necessarily need that code. So is there anything on that is there anything on that paper that I have to have read to me or scan or whatever or can I just go to 2020census.gov and fill this out? Um you can go to 2020census.gov and fill it out. Um long as you have your address, uh you'll be good to go. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not sure how I'm 40 and this is the first time I've had to do this, but I'm glad to yeah, I don't know how I got out of it in 2010, but uh, <laughs> doing it now. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're engaged. Um, so that's definitely an opportunity. Um, so that means that our outreach has reached someone more, you know, uh, with all the things that we've been doing this decennial that might be a little bit different from the decennials before. That's the great thing to hear that we've reached someone who hasn't been reached in a prior decennial. Yes, and this is Clark again. I also took the census um, this past weekend, and I did not have any of the information from the census mailer that was sent to my house. I went on the website, 2020census.gov, um, and I was able to put in my address. Um, I also did this with JAWS and the Chrome browser. I was able to put in my address and information for my wife and me, and it was uh, very simple to insert the information and progress the pages and complete the census. Great. That's how I'm going to be doing it too, JAWS and Chrome. 
Well, thank you so much. Rick, do we have any other questions? Yeah, we sure do. Christine, you're up. Okay, my question, well, um, is I noticed that where they told you to that you could find your 12-digit code on the census website, <clears throat> it only had an image, so it wouldn't help us. Um, if there had been an alt text that would have said it's on the re it's on the sheet of paper that you got from the census, that would have been good. And nobody should have stipulated on that website that the that the uh, web browser that you should use should be the latest version of Internet Explorer because nobody should be using Internet Explorer anymore. Sure. And Christine, thank you so much for sharing uh, ways. Uh, more ways for the Census Bureau to, to improve their website by adding alt text to those images. Um, and yes, on, the, on one of the initial screens, it does say to use the latest version of Internet Explorer along with the latest version of JAWS for screen readers. Um, however, once you progress beyond that screen, in addition to Internet Explorer, they do add Chrome, Firefox, um, and Safari. So... Uh, we, we've shared the concern of Internet Explorer and the, the security vulnerabilities uh, with Larry here as well. So thanks again. 4474, phone number 4474, you're up. That would be me. Um, I'm Deborah Kendrick. I, Larry, I have kind of an unconventional question. I uh, sort of live in two places. Um, I own a residence in Florida. I rent a residence in Ohio. Uh, I'm assuming that the census wants to count people, not places. So I'm assuming I would just choose one and put myself there. Um, but so I'll, I'll, I'll want a yes, no answer to that. But the, the more peculiar question is my daughter lives in an RV and so she doesn't have an address. She uses my Ohio address for all of her business. So should I ask her to complete her census using that address that she uses for other mail? So uh, to your first question, um, where you spend most of, where you live most of the time is where you would fill it out. So if you live most of the okay. time in Florida, um, you would fill it out there in Florida, uh, just depending on which one you feel like you spend most of your time. Uh, and for your okay. daughter, so we have a um, uh, operation, kind of like non-response follow-up, where we actually go out to um, RV parks in different places around the country, and there'll be a, a person that actually enumerates those people that that'll count those people um the same thing with people experiencing homelessness and people who live off the grid those um we go out and actually count those people individually because um they're a bit more transient in in her case she's not and they're in in the process of buying a conventional home it's just going to be a few months before it's ready for them so was there would there be anything wrong with her doing it and using my address as an address just so that she gets counted 
well, the, there would be um, nothing wrong it, uh, if so. When is the house that they're buying in in the same area? So, so yeah. the idea same of, city. Of, okay, same, same city. Same city, okay, not the same. Yeah. Okay, because the idea Different of being counted, same city. Uh-huh. You want to be counted where you're going to be uh, when you think about um, the distribution, because also there's. Um, $675 billion that's distributed based oh. on location also. So when you think about uh, services like hospitals, police, fire department, roads and everything. So it's based off. Okay. It's supporting the people who live in that area. So it's kind of um, important for us to count people in once and only once and in the right place. That's the right place part is it's important well, that we... So then maybe what they should do is, what's the latest that the census can be completed? Uh, They can complete it up until July 31st on their own. And someone, if they don't complete it by July 31st, then someone will come out um, up until August 14th. Okay. Okay. Well, by, by then they should be, they will be in their house and they can fill it out with that zip code. Thank you for explaining all of that because I, I sort of knew, but I didn't realize how specific it was in terms of counting for first responders and, and so forth. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Yeah. What great questions. Okay, Charlie, you're up. Thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to clarify something because I've heard a couple of references to people filling in uh, information for themselves and their wives, presuming, of course, they're living in the same place. I assume they would be. Anyway, um, and I'm in that situation where I, uh, we have two people living here. Both of us must have received um, uh, census information because we have like two envelopes. And um, although I'm not sure they're addressed to. At any rate, uh, the point is that if I... Um, if I fill out a uh, census thing, uh, either over the phone or on the uh, website, then um, can I fill them out for both she and I, and the two people get counted, and so there's no need for her to fill it out, or is something different than that? And also, uh, I'm using Internet <coughs> Explorer. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, even though you got two envelopes, you got uh, two because you haven't filled it out yet. So what happens is there's eight mailings that will go out if you haven't responded as of yet to that address. So uh, you probably got the first, which was a larger envelope, and then you got kind of like a business size envelope as a reminder the following week. So for eight weeks, we send something out until we get a response. So if you can respond for both of you, um, and then you won't get any more mailers after that. Once we get your response, uh, we discontinue sending reminders. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, Mary Lee. Thank you. Okay, I'm calling from Portland, Oregon, and I got on the call a few minutes late. And so I'm calling to get the, um, I'm, I'm legally blind, and I also work with many people who are new to sight loss. So I'd like to be able to write down the phone number 
that people can call. Okay. Um, uh, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Uh, that's going to be 844-330-2020. Okay. And what are the hours for that? From 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, okay, 7 a to did you say 7a to 1a yes ma'am okay and that was eastern Eastern. standard time and now we're on eastern daylight time so that would be uh we sprung forward so that would be 8 a.m to 2 a.m um and if you're in portland i can figure that yeah yeah eight to two okay and um and how long can they call? I mean, this is through when? Until uh, August 14th. And all they need is their address. That's correct. If they can't read that number. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. I will certainly be promoting this. Thank you so much. Okay. Phone number 7768. I'm another one, unfortunately, that started a little late on here, so you'll have to forgive me um, if you mentioned this, but I had understood in reading about the call that you were going to discuss where we could get Braille material, and I don't know if this uh, came up yet or not, so I wanted to know about that, and um, I guess my situation is a little bit like um Debbie, we are most of the year in Ohio, but I don't know when we'll be going back. So um, I guess if I did it on the phone, it wouldn't matter which place I do it from as long as I tell them I live in Ohio. You can correct me if I'm wrong about that or if my husband fills out the one. I think he got one here and there's one someplace floating around between Ohio and here. So I'm not real sure, but Anyway, if you could answer those questions, and then uh, what about the, where do we get our code from? If I call them, will they be able to give me that? Your code will come in the mail. So the mailer that we mail out, uh, you'll get eight different mailings up until you'll get mailings until you respond. Um, And they come in the mail. So if you want to respond on the phone, you could call the um, 844 three three zero twenty twenty and you could respond on the phone and you give them your address you wouldn't need your code if you give them your address you know they can go ahead and take your response right then on the phone however you you could request a braille form at that same number or you could just go ahead and um, do it over the phone whichever you prefer okay that's great thank you so much Oh, you're welcome. And once again, with the with completing the census, um, fill it out once for the address where you think you spend the most of your time, um, so that we're counting everyone once and not splitting it and counting multiple people at multiple addresses. So if you split your t- even if you think you split your time, Larry. 50 50 six months here six months there still just pick the one where you think you spend the most time yes because what happens is um 
the, the data is filtered through, as I said before, in that process, and they look for duplicates. So one of them will be removed. So it would be better for you to determine where you feel you spend most time so that it will be allocated to that area that you would prefer. Great. 4830, 4830. Hi, this is Debbie Rosier. I just filled out my census last night um, on the computer and I had my daughter over here with me um, because for some reason, (laughs) every now and then there's glitches. Anyway, um, I opened the the website, everything was fine, got it started. Um, I could have um, used an app for the code, but I had my daughter read it to me, that was fine. Got it started. When I went to a new section, it would throw me back to the top of the page and just trying to get down to where I needed to be was annoying, to say the least. But I got to where you have to put in the birthday, the month, day, and year. And it was a, you know, arrow down through the box. It was a, the list. And it said blank. And I arrowed down and everything was blank. And I typed in, and my birthday's in December. I typed in 12. It said it wouldn't accept it. I typed in DEC, it wouldn't accept it. So I needed somebody to do it visually for me. Well, I did it, but she told me when to stop, and then I had to do the day, and that wasn't too, too bad because it's early in the month. But then when I came to the year, (laughs) it was a lot. Um, But it was those three areas were just totally impossible for me. And um, like I said, for each section, going from section to section, like if there were a couple questions like the name and then go next, it was fine. But then when you got to next and it was going to the, the next section, it just it just threw me back into the top of the thing. And at first, the first time I kind of went round and round till I found where to get to. Um, other than that, you know, it was okay, but it was just frustrating for me. I'm sorry you had that experience. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Uh, do you um, do you by chance know what version of if you were using the latest version of your screen reader? Yes, what screen I was. reader you were using? Uh, Jaws. Okay, and what internet browser were you using? I went into Chrome, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure where you know where it took me because. I was having difficulty. I had to get back out of it and go back in again because at one point, the the first time I tried, it went into Microsoft Edge. Okay. Well, that that's good feedback to know. So thank you for sharing that with us here tonight. And I'm I'm sure that's something that Larry can make a note of here um, for the the folks at the census as well. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Five zero two five. Yes, hi, this is Maria Hansen calling from New York. And I have three uh, quick questions. The first, um, am I correct in understanding that everybody fills out the same census form this year? There's no longer a long form, that's that separate survey. So that's question one. Uh, Question two, uh, people uh, coming to your door, 
Um, I don't think in New York, uh, I don't ever remember filling out a census before. And somebody said that um, big apartment buildings like I live in, you don't get past the doorman. So, um, and my reader, same thing. She doesn't ever remember. Um, And then the third thing, just as FYI, um, my big building, we haven't had a mail delivery for the last three days at least. And I don't know how long that's going to continue. So um, your first question, so it is only one form and they have, it has nine questions. Um, The long form has been moved to the American Community Survey, also known as the um, ACS survey. So that comes out uh, periodically to different areas they do smaller populations year round. So um, that's a survey that you'll see throughout the decade. However, the decennial census is the nine questions. Everybody has that. Uh, For the larger buildings in New York, those are special situations where depending on um, what, there's several different ways that operation works where um, with gated communities as well as um, apartment buildings with that situation. Uh, they'll work with the uh, management of the apartment to either um, have a list and then they'll they'll give us a list of who is registered in the apartment building. Um, it's it's an operation called group quarters that uh, works with that and they work with s- specific situations like that. Not all buildings don't have access, but just the ones that um, have problems with being accessed, they'll work with management to either get access or get information um, to get that access. And as far as your mailing goes, if you don't receive it in the mail, um, I would say go ahead, you can call in uh, to the 1-800, no, what, um, the 844-330-2020. Mm-hmm. And you can um, respond over the phone or if, if you, well, if you're having mail issues, um, having something mailed out probably wouldn't be a good idea. So it probably would be best to um, do it over the phone and you can just give them your, your mailing address and they'll be able to actually take your census over the phone. And that's from 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Larry, that phone number again is 844 844- Three three zero, twenty twenty two zero two zero. That is correct. Great, Lynn. <laughs> you're you're up, Lynn. Thank you. Um, I just here. Here's my question, Larry. I just moved a little more than a month ago to uh, Washington from Florida, where I was living with my dad, my brother, and now I'm living by myself near my son. So my question is, what address will the census have? So uh, that is a great question. What we use, we go by geography. Uh, So where you're moving to uh, existed. So we have that in our list. So when we send it out, it'll say to the current resident. So you could, if you haven't received a mailer um, at your new address in Washington, because that's where you'll be on April 1st. Right. So that's where you should respond. Right. If you haven't received the mailer yet, you could call in and do it over the phone or you could request a mailer to the address. You could just use that address. I have gotten mail because I forwarded 
now, but I'm sure, now. but like they gave me a 12 digit number and that probably refers to Florida, not to Washington. Mm. So, so it is the forwarded mail. Well, I would say yeah. um, to be safe, Call. I would say, yeah, you could call in. If you wanted to do it online, you can use your address online as well. So you can okay. do it online and just put in your address in Washington and then it'll go ahead and register you for Washington. Thank you very much. I know it's a silly question, but... <laughs> oh, no, no, there's no silly questions. We want to make sure everybody's counting. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, Clarice. Yes, I sort of have a combination of two questions. My first question is, um, I live in my niece's house right now temporarily, but I'm a separate entity altogether. So would I need to fill out a census separately for me? That is a great question. So uh, you would be included on your niece's uh, form. And, and that's really what we want to impress upon people is it's not just your immediate family you're filling out for. You're filling mm -hmm. out for your household. So everyone who lives in your house. So we've kind of changed mm -hmm. that language this decennial to say everybody mm -hmm. living in your house. So even if um, you if you're going to live there on April 1st, then you should be counted there. So when she does her mm -hmm. form, she should include mm -hmm. you and um, your relationship would be her aunt. And she would just go ahead mm -hmm. and put in your information on her form. Oh, OK. OK. Well, we don't need the second question then. That answers everything. Okay. Well, thank you for your All questions. Right. All right. Thank you. Okay. And Rebecca, your turn. Hello. Um, I just wonder what the four, the 12 digit ID is for. I just took my census over the phone as we were sitting here. And both on the line and once I got to an agent, I was asked for it. And if you can do it by address, why, why ask for the ID? So the ID is like a, a geo marker. Um, so it's basically, um, as, as my old supervisor says, the census begins and ends with geography. So it's based off of um, the geography. So your address itself, uh, because people are more transient now. So it's not based off of necessarily uh, a name going to that address. So the geocode basically um, is registered to that address. So when they put in that code, your address will just already populate. However, you can just give them your address and they can type it in and do it that way. So it was just a way to kind of make it a little bit um, easier for people to get in and have their information there. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you for your question. Matt, your turn. All right. <clears throat> hey, Larry, how you doing? Thanks for coming. Um, so a quick question. So I'm actually due to have a baby in July. So should I wait until after my baby is born in July to fill out the census to include that person? Or should I just go ahead and fill it out now? 
So uh, that is a great question, and thank you for asking that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and first, congratulations. Congratulations, yes. That is exciting, very, very exciting. Uh, You can fill it out now, uh, because Census Day is April 1st, so it's mandated to be a count of everyone living and breathing on the United States soil on April 1st. So the baby being born after April 1st, you wouldn't necessarily count on the census. I know that is uh, that is a, a hard uh, thing, but that, that's just how it's written. That's how written and mandated in the Constitution. So that's kind of how we have to follow it. Larry, you are a stickler for the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mary Lee. Another quick question, just to confirm, when you say address, is that your residence or your mailing address? So it's going to be your residence. um, Okay. For people who have P.O. boxes, um, yeah, yeah, that's um, something... That's a little bit different too. So we have um, an operation called Update Leave, which happens for people who don't get mailed directly to their household address. Uh-huh. This worker actually come out and leave the forms for you at your house, and you can fill it out, um, or you can do it with that census worker at that time, or you can go online or on the phone and actually. Do it just giving your residence address. Right, I've I've got that, but I'm just thinking okay. ahead to other people. So that's thank you for that clarification. Yes, ma'am. Larry, this is uh, Jeff, and I had a question for those that may want to know this. If you get a Braille version of the census form, uh, can you mark your? You know what 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 is the best way to deal with that? If you get a Braille census. Can you return your responses in Braille, or what is the uh, what is the best way to respond in that in that form? So, with the Braille forms, they are um, language guides. So, if you got the form sent to you, um, you could still go online and respond, um, so that you can read the question by question if you can, or you can call in, or you you can return it through the mail. So, you can do. All three once you get the Braille form. Okay, thank you. So, and Larry, just to clarify, so the um, the Braille materials that someone would receive are purely informational. They would not be responding on those Braille materials, correct? That is correct. It's, it's almost like a language guide. Um, well, it's considered a language guide. Okay, Charlie Crawford's got his hand up. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm going to go for two for tonight. Um, basically, my second question has to do with the notion of Hispanic white as one of the categories on the uh, on the census, as I understand it. And um, can you talk about that in terms of, as a person who is both white and Hispanic, I'm not sure how you answer that. Yes, Uh, So um, with race, if you uh, choose white, then later on it's going to ask if you are of Hispanic origin. So you can um, you can choose both of those. 
Okay, great. Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Mary Lee. Mary Lee, you're up. Earlier you said that, or Kim said that um, if somebody wanted Braille information, they could contact her. Uh, what's the best way to do that? You can always contact the Census Bureau directly for the Braille documentation as well. Um, right. And that was 844-330-2020. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Well, this has been terrific. Uh, Clark and Larry and everyone that's uh, been here. I want to thank everyone for participating. And Larry, thank you so much for spending so much time with us. It is very much uh, sincerely appreciated. And Clark, thank you for leading the trail there and all the questioning and all of that. That's awesome. And we hope all of you have uh, gotten the information that you will need to ensure that you too are counted. 6920, you snuck a, you snuck yeah. one in. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh as far as the Braille material, because that's all I read, uh, is that in grade one, two, or three? And I read grade two. That uh -huh. is a, a question that I do not know the answer to. Yeah. And I will follow up um, with some information following this call just to try to summarize it. Um, so I will touch base with folks who do have those Braille materials and see if they can answer that question. Thanks again, everyone. Very much appreciated. Well, thank you, Jeff. And Larry, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. All right. And in closing, everyone, for the census, you can visit 2020census.gov online, or you can call 844-330-2020.